It's the Drift Glass and Blue Gal Podcast. Everything. Hear the traffic in the background for, for no, nope. nope. Oh, good. No, nope, I, I hear. I told all the drug dealers to be quiet. <laughs> I'm busy doing radio with Blue Gal. So shut <laughs> up. And they respect that. You know. Oh, hey, and he's podcasting. I'm working on an, an IBM 286. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. One of those yeah. desktop uh, yeah. with the floppies. You got the floppies? Yeah. It's a dual floppy. It's the oh, dual floppy. Yeah. God. Five and a quarter inch discettes. Mm-hmm. They're making a comeback. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll need them for the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing they don't tell you. They don't tell you. They come with these beautiful five and a quarter inch discs. You slide right in. <sighs> well, all right, Blue Gal. All right. Well, you know, we should welcome all our new listeners from that's iTunes. Right. We welcome iTunes listeners. Welcome iTunes Good listeners. Time. We're on iTunes now. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Yeah. Tell your conservative friends especially. Oh, yeah. Have yeah. them come over and listen to what, <laughs> you know, calm, rational people sound like on the radio. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> we do what we can. We're here to serve. We're here to serve. We are. We're here for the people. I'm go- uh, Fran, Blue Gal, and I live in Springfield, Illinois. And I'm Drift Glass, and I I live in Chicago, and I get around. Yeah. So yeah, Welcome iPod, iPad, iGavalt listeners. <laughs> we're... we're- we're coming to you via Skype and Audacity and all kinds of other free software. Um, we're using Buzzsprout. So if you don't want to listen to us on iTunes and you want to download, go to Buzzsprout and search for Drift Glass Blue Gal. And we're both reachable by email. We so. are. And uh, we're we're on our blogs. And uh, you can just Google Drift, Drift Glass or Blue Gal, and it comes up right there at the top. So we've been around long enough. <laughs> It just, just as a matter of sort of perspective in history, Blue Gal, yeah. before we get into the meat yeah. of our broadcast, how long about have you been blogging? I've been blogging since November of 2004, Election Day, uh-huh. the the day George Bush was reelected. Yeah, that, sort of. uh, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and and re- a remarkably large number of people, myself included, um, really began blogging, discovered you know this medium just about that same time. Right. Right, and um, I think your blog anniversary is in March, isn't it? Is it is. You'll it be is. five years in March? Uh, six years in March. Six years in March, wow. Coming up in six years in March. Do you realize we have letters from listeners mm-hmm. for our third podcast? Isn't that awesome? And I want to I say personally thank you, Mom, for sending them. <laughs> she's a hell of a Drifty's woman. Drifty's mom. She comments she, at your blog and is familiar with internet tradition. She does. A shout-out to Drifty's mom. Mm-hmm. The first email came from a longtime reader of my blog named Organic George. And by the way, uh, just a tip for uh, listeners and correspondents, if you put as the subject line of your email how they hang in Sweetie, <laughs> you'll yeah. definitely get my attention. <laughs> Oddly, you will not get mine. <laughs> how they hang in Sweetie is the yeah. subject line of this, uh, this email. And Organic George writes... My wife and I are sitting in front of the fireplace, dogs at our feet, hot cups of coffee, and warm computers in our laps. Isn't that a lovely image, by the it way? Is. It is. Wondering how in the hell did we survive the last few years? Cynicism has always been my strong point. 
I think it keeps me grounded and less likely to be swept up by an event or person. But lately I'm beginning to feel numb with all the news in general and human pain specifically. I know suffering has always been with us and has been much worse than anything we see today. I did not send money to help Haiti because the charities I sent money to after Katrina spent more money soliciting me for more money than the money I sent them to help poor people. This is some effed up logic, if I do say so myself. Mm -hmm. I'm running out of gas to right the world's wrongs. And it's been all I can do to hold myself and my wife together, much less shoulder another's burden. Here's my question. Is it okay for me to just sit out of the coming battles? Can I hand off my self-imposed need to make the world a better place to some young kid and just focus on making my wife and my little world a happy, safe place? The second email is on exactly the same subject, This, but the subject line, this is from a fellow blogger, a science blogger, who wrote, are you as depressed as I am? Hey, Fran. <laughs> Quantify depression. Yes. Hey, hey, Fran. Sorry to sound so negative, but I have to wonder if anyone is feeling as depressed by, well, everything. Everything that's been happening politically over the past couple of months. Obama's recent embrace of Hoover-era Hoover policy is just the latest jab. But I'm also thinking of the Citizens United decision, the Democrats' seeming fast retreat, on even pro-insurance company health care reform after Massachusetts, and the whole long litany of bitter disappointments and betrayals over the past year. Mm-hmm. When I supported Obama, I knew I wasn't getting the reincarnation of FDR or even Lyndon Johnson, but damn it, I never thought we'd be getting someone only marginally to the left of McCain. Hell, he's even talking about privatizing NASA for fi- for crying out loud. I'm going to say I'm going to edit the f words out of the, these emails. Again, a stark difference between you and I. <laughs> yes. Is it as bad as I'm feeling like it is? Have we really gotten an administration that combines the worst fears of both teabaggers and liberal progressives? Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling much hope for that change we were promised anymore. I fear we, the country, have and are lost. Mm. Wow. Well, the first thing I would propose Mm -hmm. is that we start measuring depression in (laughs) units. I would suggest we use Van Goghs. Um, How how many Van Goghs, how many VGs are you depressed today? Are you lopping ear off depressed? Is this lopping ear off depressed? Well, actually, my my response in emailing um, the first writer, emailing back to Organic George was, if you are asking the question, then the answer is no. If you're conscious enough to ask, can I check out, then no, you're not allowed to check out. Yeah. And and the second thing, the second writer I wrote to, I said, look, don't confuse personal depression with political depression. Yeah. Exactly. If you are personally depressed, seek treatment. And I, I'm, I've done that, and you can get treatment for that. Um, I don't know if I have no idea about this person's personal life and whether they're personally depressed or not, and that's not the point. But mm-hmm. if if that's part of it, um, seek help. If uh, if you're yeah. politically depressed, uh, first of all, join the club and recognize we're in a recession. That's mm-hmm. and a really and really bad recession. really 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 bad recession. And recessions do end eventually. That's well, this one is special because this one is there's this is the this is the surfacing of the structural problems with the economy, yeah. really yeah. sort of 
uh, cracking the side of the hull. Mm-hmm. This is, and this is what you know. I forget this sometimes myself, but for the last eight years, we've been saying it's going to take a generation to clean up the mess mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the Republicans and these centrist Democrats and the media have left behind. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's going to take a generation to clean yes. up the mess these people yes. left behind. And we're into the first couple of months, really, of that generation that's yep. going to have to clean up the mess these people mm-hmm. left behind. Mm-hmm. And it is incredibly frustrating to be able to visualize what the world should look like and what the world could look like and then look around and say, but we're not, we don't seem to even be out of the starting gate yet and the guy we elected doesn't seem to be running in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, I would strongly argue that you know the the place between hope and despair that you that I try to find myself is not cynicism mm-hmm. but yes. skepticism mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know a critical distance between the two i i've said this before i i i don't believe political processes produce heroes yeah they produce public servants of varying degrees mm-hmm. of competence and having been exposed to public servants for a chunk of my life they are uh, amenable to pressure. Yes, that, they you are. Know, you and so the short answer is no. You are not excused from from the fight. No, you will not be tagging out. No, we will find you and drag you back into it. If you need to take a rest, if you need to take a break, if you need to go fight different fights because you know you can only handle two or three at once. Right. Believe me, I understand. That. Right. Right. If you but, have a major health crisis in your family, you are yeah. not going to be out there going door to door for a polling oh. place thing you know oh. that's not going to happen right um, but if but the whole idea of you know it's gotten so bad that i can't tolerate it anymore mm-hmm. um you know what it's been worse yes it has yes you it know, has this country has been in worse shape than it is right now and, and in our lifetimes yes, in our lifetimes life- it's been worse than it's this. certainly in the lifetimes of our parents yep Yep. Um, I would not trade being who I am now, where this country is now, for being a black man in the South in the 20s for any no. amount of money. Those Absolutely. were not the good old days. Right. Or being a, a, a tenant farmer in the middle of the Great Depression, watching right. the entire planet around me just evaporate mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. nothing, nothing available except starvation and wandering right. and desperation. Um, so things have been worse, but they're bad. They're bad. They're and really and we bad. and it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year, not just for all of us in general, but very specifically for progressives. Um, it's been a tough year, and there's been a lot of agitation. And the the normal response to agitation is exhaustion. And there is no reason for anyone in the progressive liberal blogosphere to not feel exhausted at this point. Absolutely. That is a normal response. Mm-hmm. to 12 months of agitation. Well, and if you if you look at the culture, I couldn't agree more. And if you look at our culture, we have spent the last, in a sense, we've spent the last 100 years sprinting across a continent. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. spent, you know, certainly the last generation ratcheting up the amount of labor, work, focus, attention, demands on our time Every year, mm-hmm. every year we work harder. Every year we work longer. Every work, every year it gets less, and we're we're tired. Yep. We'd like yep. to thank you very much. We'd like to take a seat and just rest for maybe five years. The problem is, we set the standard. Yeah. The rest of the world looked at the United States' frantic forward motion mm-hmm. and said, "Oh, we all have to be like that to catch up." So now right. we've set the bar at 
constant growth, constant productivity, constant exploitation, and there's no time left to rest. Or and no planet left. No That's planet right. left. No air left. I mean, this is this is getting to the point where we have to rein in this whole cap and trade thing. Is not really about us so much as not allowing the Chinese to pollute as much as we did in mm-hmm. the past 50 years. Exactly. We can't allow the planet can't take it. Um, I want to get back to this question of cynicism, though, because mm-hmm. I think part of this whole issue is what are we as the net roots? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was thinking a lot about this because Chris Matthews, who we all love and hate, was on the air with Alan Grayson. And uh, Alan Grayson was saying, you know, we can do a lot with, with this health care bill with reconciliation. And Chris Matthews put on his know-it-all hat and said, oh, you can't do anything with reconciliation. You're just saying all this to please the Netroots. And, <laughs> and we are pleased. And I thought – By the way, Congressman Grayson, we are pleased. We are so pleased. Way to go. But I thought to myself, my God, who is he talking about? Is he talking about he, – he clearly thinks he's talking about me, and, and he's talking about the Daily Coast community, and he's talking about Arianna Huffington. Mm-hmm. But I think those of us who blog need to start focusing on – having some kind of affirmation of who we are. It was fine to say, you know, dirty effing hippies when we're at a cocktail party talking about Bush, but now we've elected a president. And the net roots is citizens who vote, who follow politics. I mean, I keep wanting to smack Tweety, smack Chris Matthews and say, who do you think your viewers are? (laughs) Who do you think's watching your dumb show? You know, (laughs) I think we have to have some kind of affirmation of, okay, I am part of the Netroots or I'm a blogger or I'm this or that. What that means to me is I am an informed, educated, active, citizen. participatory citizen of this country. That's right. And I have a say at the ballot box, at the blog, at the uh, letters to the editor section of my dying paper, at mm-hmm. – <laughs> Um, I have a say in all of these places. At the campaigns. At the campaign phone bank, wherever I decide to participate. And my voice matters. My voice really matters because I'm a citizen of this country. I have a say. And and I, I thought about this this morning when I was driving my kids to school. Can you type a letter with no spelling mistakes, find a stamp, and mail it? to no. your congressman. If you can do that, you're ahead of 45% of the people in the United States, let yeah, alone the rest of the world. Who don't know who their congressman is. Who don't know who their congressman is. Right. Who are stunned to learn there are three branches of government. <laughs> really? What, the father, the son, and the... No, yeah, exactly. The yeah. Jesus, you people, I tell you, you're killing me over here. <laughs> My congressman is Shimkus, who said we don't have to worry about cap and trade because God will decide when the world is going to end. He said that at a congressional hearing. So, and I know who my congressman is. He's Mr. Cole. You know, he gets – never mind. He's, he's, he gets all his money from the coal industry. See, my congressperson is Jan Schakowsky. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I don't have anything to complain about. <laughs> you can, you're, you're one of these people who can sit with a warm laptop on your lap and drink coffee with your yeah. dog at your feet. And In my little – Pond, we've already solved all the problems. You have. <laughs> You're done. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everybody moved to my neighborhood. All is well. No, th- but I think I think that that sense of not indignation, because getting addicted to indignation, and if we you are. read what I write, it, it, absolutely, I'm, I'm pretty ticked off 
much of the time. I try to mm-hmm. leaven it with a lot of humor and a lot of literary references, mm-hmm. but I'm ticked off. Mm-hmm. But it is the it is the sense that something has been taken from me. Yep. That I have a right to have my opinion heard. Mm-hmm. That my opinion is actually better than someone who doesn't know what the hell they're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And that saying that out loud is empowering. And I, th- I think that, that one of the things, getting back to being cynical mm-hmm. versus being skeptical and, and relating it to the last year of the Obama administration, mm-hmm. especially the State of the Union address where it capped off, I have real serious problems with this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, I, I see all of his flaws, and I, you know, if you put down a list of the ten things he screwed up, I'd probably agree with nine of them. The and number thing, eleven is why isn't Joe Lieberman's head in a bag? In a bag, yes. <laughs> why isn't it being rolled down the aisle? Yeah. Why? But, why but what, isn't Obama more angry? I think that, this is a personality problem too. It is. But it go is. ahead. I, I interrupted you. But what he did, um, one of the things he did th- that um, has only been noticed on, oh, let's say a few of the blogs I know, um, <laughs> is Barack Obama broke the American political prime directive during the State of the Union in a couple of different ways. Really? But what, Yeah. The, the American political prime directive is you're not allowed to blame Republicans for anything. Oh. You're never allowed to say Republicans specifically, and it's their fault that this is broken. And he did you're say the past. He did refer to the past eight years. He did refer to he the did. past. He did. He looked well, backward. The, you're not allowed to look backwards. How, how dare to, he? How dare he look back to the past? You're not allowed to peer into history one day no. unless it's to, to sort of bulk up your weird socialist conspiracy theories. About, you are you are allowed to look in the past to praise Ronald Reagan. You are. <laughs> he was the greatest human being who's ever born. And, but, and don't forget that, you know, at the 2012 Republican National Convention, the Reagan mm-hmm. tribute is going to be the best ever. It will be. Laser will, light they will, show. They'll, they will they'll inscribe his face with a laser on the moon. On the moon. <laughs> ever. The idea yes, that he, he did the thing that you're never allowed to do in the media. Um, and I've always felt in a weird way that, that if you want to understand what's wrong with America, it perversely helps to have come from a family where dad was a drunk. Mm, because yeah. – you're allowed to notice problems, but you're never allowed to relate them to the person that's causing them. You're ah. never allowed to actually look at them and say, no, the problem is he's bombed off his ass. Uh-huh. You're never allowed to say that. You're allowed to say a lot of things. You're allowed to notice the fact that things are broken or falling apart or whatever. But you're never allowed to point your finger at the problem and say, no, the problem is this guy. Mm-hmm. The problem is the habit you're doing right now. The problem yesterday was the same thing. The problem five years ago was the same damn thing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's what Obama did. Yeah. He, in a very level-voiced, even-handed, calm way, he did in fact say the problems with this country are pointing at the Republicans symbolically. You were those drunk. People. Yeah. Those yeah. people screwed this country up. Yep. So don't get up. All, and, and that's why they were so, I believe, so horrified, mm-hmm. is that nobody – inside the dysfunctional family that is the GOP ever says that. Mm -hmm. Nobody stands up and say, you know, the problem is we screwed this country up. Mm -hmm. And to say that out loud in public is that's the worst sin you can commit in a dysfunctional family is to air dirty linen Mm -hmm. out in public. Mm -hmm. And I give him credit for that, for pointing at the Supreme Court and saying, you guys screwed up Mm -hmm. and pointing at the Republicans and said, look, This place was broken when I got here. Right. And those are the two things, really, in American civil life that you're never allowed to say in politics 
and you're never allowed to say in the media. Well, maybe that's why Giuliani and a couple of other of these Fox News people had to come out and totally lie about the things that he left out. Because if they had actually talked about the things he did say mm-hmm. and tried to address them, they'd have to actually talk about the past eight years. <laughs> well, and, and it is this weird... Not including it's, 9-11. <laughs> it's, these, it's these two realities sort of rubbing up against each mm-hmm. other. And one is... Uh, entirely delusional, based on yeah. a completely fictional history, a completely delusional, a, ba- a, a completely fictional public. history of two nights ago. Yeah, and which <laughs> which everybody has this consensual yeah. agreement that we're all going to forget about. And I I've done a couple of posts on this, and mm-hmm. there was a wonderful thing that Tom Franks did with Bill Moyers that I would strongly urge we, everyone. That we to talked about last week, yes, actually. Yeah, that is about the great forgetting. Yeah. And you have people who live inside of 1984, live inside an Orwell novel, and you have people on the outside looking at them like, but it's on film. You can't deny it. And they have gotten so used to living in this delusion, this really deeply dysfunctional world, that anytime you poke your finger into it and say, no, that's wrong, no, <laughs> your facts are incorrect, no, I have it on tape, I have the exact opposite of what you just said on tape, mm-hmm. they completely freak out yep. because yep. that's the one thing you're never allowed to do. And I will give my president credit for doing that mm-hmm. in a public setting, in the most public setting. Yeah. And really, that had to irritate the hell out of him. It did. And when your entire political philosophy is if we just destroy government enough, then people will stop trusting government and we can turn the whole damn thing over to Exxon – or to Halliburton. Yeah, I think then, that's that's the part that that the libertarians don't understand, mm-hmm. which is less government creates a vacuum. Have a government that works mm-hmm. <laughs> and is effective, or it's left to Dick Cheney and Halliburton. Yeah. Well, and and so since the subject of our conversation today, I don't <laughs> think we're ever going to convince conservatives to, as I said before, climb down out of the stupid tree. Yeah. You know, grow opposable thumbs and get the hell out of the crazy tree. Yeah. That's never going to happen. A large They're, portion they, of them, yes. Yeah, they went all in. They completely yep. bet their their emotional, psychological, and mm-hmm. spiritual lives on the on George Bush, the man of God, who was going to save us from the Islamofascists. Mm-hmm. And they can't back away from that because if they start backing away from that, their whole identity unravels. Everything they believe turns out to be a lie. Everyone who they trust turns out to be a con man. And that's too terrifying for them to contemplate. So they're gone. They're they're morally, socially, politically dead. What we can do is concentrate on people like Organic George, who's tired of fighting these people. Yeah, and yeah, tired of yeah. the leaders not standing up and, and taking the fight to them as we believe they should. And I think that's a legitimate area of criticism for this president. So the question is, how do we effectively do that? And the only thing I can offer by way of, of suggestion is to remember that we don't elect heroes. We elect public servants. These are our employees. Well, and, and worse than that, we elect politicians. Yeah. <laughs> and they are, you know, they, they bend with the wind and they go where the money goes. Yeah. And all of those things are true. But it is our responsibility in a democracy, which this still nominally is, we own the government. And absent us things will get much, much worse. So our job is to stand in there and keep pitching and keep pitching long after we're tired. And if we're tired, like I said, we take a break. We right. sit down. Right. But and, and our job and, is, and and remember we're human. I think that's perfectly a perfectly good thing to remember. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah. to reach out to other people because when I'm too tired to, to do my bit, hopefully mm-hmm. some effort I've been involved with will have activated someone else. Yes. You know, it helps to, to note that great men pass. You know, yeah. J.D. Salinger and Howard Zinn both yep. both both Rest died peace, this week. Yep. And the the you know all the great leaders of the progressive movement of a hundred years ago are all dead, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there's still a progressive movement. So the question we have to ask ourselves is how do we adapt and how do we move forward given the fact that we're human and flawed and we get angry and we have personal tragedies and we get tired and we lose our jobs. And the answer is we build community. There is safety and protection in building community. And I think that gets right back to Blue Gal talking about net roots. Yes, it does. Who are we? What do we do? What a gift is technology for the net roots. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we need to be very, very grateful. We do. At no other point in history could the net roots be possible yeah, and exactly. and be able to – but, you know, it's it's turning into, as all human institutions do, you know, high school. <laughs> you know, it's got cliques and factions and, you know, personalities inter- intrude. But that's all true at any point in history. You know, take out a history book, open it to any page, put a finger in there, and you can find people infighting with each other. Yes. And people snarking yes. over stupid, silly shit when the yep. world looked like it was going to come to an end. Yeah, yeah, All and right. we're, and and that's the other thing is to not be terribly impressed with the uh, battle royale going on within the net roots. I'm not impressed with it. Oh. And people for whom this is about them rather than about an issue mm-hmm. aren't worth listening to. And that that's my personal opinion. <laughs> there you go. Well, and, and yeah, when when the person becomes bigger than the cause. Exactly. Then. The okay, cause we is all lost. know who we're talking about. Yes, we now. do. <laughs> yes, we do. Actually, we're probably talking about several people. But yes. Yes, we yes. know who we're talking about. Trademark, trademark. So the question for our depressed and exhausted listeners is, um, I would ask them to sort of look back over the last five years since 2004 even better yet go grab your your dog-eared copy of howard zinn Mm -hmm. in honor of the great historian's passing Mm -hmm. and and look at the struggles that have gone on if i had a wish genie that i could get to fulfill a wish if i could wish for one big wish for the progressive Mm -hmm. blogosphere it would be i wish that we all would get over our addiction to needing to be right all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of the reasons we're so addicted to that is and, and that Blue that's Gal, all we ever get out of history. Right <laughs> you're absolutely 100% right about that. And I'm right agreeing with you that you're right about that. But, <laughs> but you know, in, in large part, that's that's been our only reward throughout history has been that we've been right. We've never really gotten a great leap forward yeah standing um, standing on a, on a on a dead planet yeah saying i told you so i told you is, so it's really cold comfort <laughs> well and and everything has happened incrementally yeah toward the greater goal of liberty and justice for all you know yeah. that's mm-hmm. it it's baby steps mm-hmm. and uh we're, we are, for the most part, on the right side of, of equality and justice and, uh, you know, wanting what's best for poor people and, and all of that. But, it, but it's baby steps. And, and it will always be that way. You'll, you'll be 
bitter and angry and uh, disappointed if it's mm-hmm. about, well, I'm right and the rest of the world just doesn't get it. <laughs> and and th- I think that's, you know, that's something that, that um, it's hard when, when everyone on the left was screaming about Iraq, mm-hmm. for example, I think there's a really, really important distinction we have to make for people who are not liberals who might actually stumble across this broadcast. And, and I, I like to make this in every venue, which is when, when the left was screaming about Iraq, Iraq is, you're, you're going, this is going to screw us up. It's going to be a disaster. This is a horrible idea. I don't know a single liberal who was dancing with delight over saying that. No. It, it was the equivalent of trying to take the keys out of the hands of a drunk friend who was about to wreck the a car. A drunk child who was about to wreck yeah. their – yeah, and ruin Nobody my life likes, too. Yeah. If you kill Nobody. yourself, my teenage child, I'm going to be – Miserable for the rest of my life. Please it's, don't do this. <laughs> it, nobody was happy that they were right about George no, Bush. No. Nobody was happy that they're right about Iraq. Nobody's no. happy that they're right about all the litany that we all have in our back pockets about everything mm-hmm. they're right about. We're tired of being right about those things. Yeah. We would like you to please stop fucking up our country. Yeah. We are not overmatched in the in the arena of ideas. We have very good ideas. We have very good spokespeople. We have our women are hotter. Our ideas are better. <laughs> Our men are more handsome. We're more fragrant, and we're better in every way than our than our conservative counterparts. What do they have? They have money. Yeah. They have lots and lots of resources on which they can draw that we don't have. And that that part of the fight is fixable. Yeah. But it has to be fixable by good, wealthy liberals. Well, and I was astonished that this guy O'Keefe, who was arrested this week mm-hmm. for the plot to wiretap or whatever he was actually doing in there, in the Senator Mary Landers' office, that his defense attorneys in the um, Acorn case in D.C. are being paid for by some focus on the family law firm. Yes, shocking. I mean, it goes that, the the tentacles go out that wide, Mm -hmm. that you can go find, you can give James Dobson a call and say, we need attorneys for this guy. And yes, we're on the same team, so you got him. Well, there is that that wonderful quote from uh, the wonderful scene from uh, All the President's Men. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Deep follow Throat the money. Is, yeah. Pardon me. No, well, follow the money. But Deep Throat is explaining to Bob Woodward mm-hmm. that you know oh, you really think this is all about little Don Segretti. Yeah. Right. You know this little. Are uh, you out of I your have mind? To use, uh, the, yeah. the, the rat fucker, as the Republicans called it, mm-hmm. who who went to college, who learned how to screw people over in college elections, and made a seamless transition into the Nixon White House. And at, at the end of the day, he's you know, he's standing on the balcony, going, "Look, I don't even I don't I don't know what I did that was wrong." And you have an entire infrastructure on the right that supports bad behavior, yep, and encourages bad behavior and bails you out when you get caught doing bad things. And even mark if, my if, word, even if you're sitting on the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah. Well, and mark my words. This is this is a, a flat-footed prediction I will make that you will edit out if I'm wrong, right, Blue Gal? Okay. (laughs) It is a photograph of Mr. O'Keefe will appear behind bars, and the right will immediately start comparing him to Martin Luther King. Oh, gosh. Notes from a wingnut jail. Oh, my gosh. Will will it be his tortured autobiography? And uh, there will be some fighting 
on the right whether to call it my struggle or not. But then oh some will remember God. what the German translation of that is, and some yeah. will think that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. But he will be he will be in jail for as he'll be a prisoner of conscience. Yes. And he'll become a Republican martyr to mm-hmm. the cause. Mm-hmm. And that's how. And it's you know what's depressing is seeing it coming. He's going to land on his feet. He'll yeah. land on his feet, but he will be he will be reformatted and repurposed. Mm-hmm. They'll give him a new haircut. They'll give him a serious look. They'll put him in a yep. suit. Yep. And it is sick and silly that we are able to write this script, you know, on the fly. Ahead of, ahead of, ahead of and, time on Skype yeah. with no notes. We, <laughs> you know how this movie ends because it ends the same way every time. Yep. And, the, and, and the, the problem with this country, and I really do believe this is if I had one big wish, mm-hmm. it would be – there's no one above these people on the credibility food chain. There's no referee in the fight anymore. Yep. There's nobody in the middle saying, no, you're right and you're wrong. There's no Walter Cronkite. You know, there's no most trusted – other than John Stewart. There's no trusted man in America yep. who can point his finger at somebody behaving badly and saying you're behaving badly. And yeah, have and, and John Stewart, is, it's really interesting. He's been doing that to the left, which is great, yeah. you yeah. know, and saying, look, yeah, Keith Olbermann, you're going over the line here. This is just – getting too much and you know when when everyone in the king's court has gone completely nuts it's yes. the jester who stands up and says wait a minute well this is not how we behave reasonably <laughs> yeah. and and as the as the heading of my post from yesterday says you know when when yesterday is exiled memory is rebellion yes and yes. it really is i mean mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. act when everyone is struggling so hard to forget the past demanding that you forget the past and stop mm-hmm. talking about the past the mere act of remembering things is a revolutionary act is such an incredibly revolutionary almost treasonable thing to do what a tribute um, to howard zinn again i'll say it yeah. again our position as liberals is not so weak that we need to be f- afraid of criticizing it you know, we're, we're allowed to criticize the president. We're allowed. We're demanded. Our conscience demands that we criticize people in power. Absolutely. And now we're in power and we are doing, you know, being cynical and being bitter and being disappointed are all the, the signs of a conscientious citizen. Absolutely. Who is, who's trying to reconcile what they thought they were getting with what they got. You just have to keep insisting that you as a citizen have a goddamn right to expect better from your government based on your values and beliefs and where those two things are out of sync they're supposed to move to make you happy not mm-hmm. the other way around and because you are the voter and, you and are the, the voter. citizen and it's your country man it's our <laughs> who's in charge of this mess right we are oh, yeah. we're the, this is democracy hello <laughs> i'm in charge of this yes you are pal. yes you are yes you are you me and the little man behind the tree we're all in charge of this mess and i i want to say i i do know that the um writer of the science blogger who wrote me about are you as depressed as I am he's also an atheist blogger and I have a lot of of great friends who are atheist bloggers uh, met them through <laughs> blog against Some of theocracy your best friends are atheist blue well <laughs> I didn't mean it that way <laughs> but, <laughs> but really uh, you know I organize blog against theocracy every Easter weekend and yes, uh, believe very seriously in the separation of church and state Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I said to this guy, my response to him via email was that the serenity prayer works even if you leave God out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It doesn't have to be a prayer to any imaginary deity in the sky to just wish for the serenity to accept the things I can't change, courage 
to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a there's more to that prayer. A lot of it is Jesus stuff. Sure. But but I'd like to add the part of it that Niebuhr put in that we forget that doesn't wind up on the trivet, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is wow. the next part of wow. that is you're just throwing your education around. Aren't you? you're just... <laughs> You're just tossing that stuff around, huh? Well, I am you know, just just tossing it out there. It's hot. That's all I can say. <laughs> you keep it's saying hot. that. The smart in, girls. As are my hot. ex-husband always said, intelligence is an aphrodisiac. Yes. <laughs> so you you got on with your neighbor and your bad self. <laughs> well, and the proper use of trivet. By the, the way, section the section after that, the wisdom to know the, to know the difference. The next sec- sentence of that is, living one day at a time. Mm-hmm. enjoying one moment at a time, mm-hmm. accepting hardship as the pathway to peace. It's yes. going to be tough, folks. It is. Well, it's already been tough. Yeah. And, and you know, we uh, there's there's something that um, um, I think Murrow said about we come, you know, we're not a we're not a we're not a cowardly people. No, we're not a frightened people. We come from hardy stock. Yep. You know, we're tough bastards. Our, you know, our ancestors, all of our ancestors, put up with a lot of shit to mm-hmm. make sure we were alive on this planet right now. Right. And Absolutely. it's our responsibility to pass along a marginally better world to the next generation than we got them from our parents because that is the responsibility of being a human being in this world. And, and, Amen. And, and it's part of the prayer, the last part of the, you know, the wisdom to know the difference. That, yep. is, that is so important yep. because that is that very delicate balance between skepticism and cynicism. The and between hope and despair absolutely. as well. Yeah. You have to you have to understand what's realistically possible. Yep. And don't accept it when people say that can't be done. But also you have to understand that some things are harder than others and some things take time and some things are going to take another five years. So some are they and take another all... five hundred years. We don't know. <laughs> and it, if there were immediate rule book... gratification is, is one of our bailiwicks, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I well I think we should have ended this on your uh, recitation of of Niebuhr's addition to the well, the you. Serenity Prayer because that was that was an awesome place to end. But now I'm screwed because now I'm <laughs> wandering around in the wilderness trying to top that. And there's no way I'm going to do that. That's not going to happen. Oh, and a big shout out to Bill in Exile. We want to. <laughs> who, uh, who we should liked... explain who Bill in Exile is. Bill in Exile is a um, a gay male site uh, who does um, really hardcore pictures Very. of gay men. Yeah. You do not go over there lightly. But he's also a really good writer. He's a wonderful writer on politics. We both love he's, reading him. You know. Yeah, yeah, he's real insightful. He's, and I'm you not going to talk about the naked naked boy pictures he has no. over there and whether I've looked at them or not. No. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, and, and I go over there. I, I only read it for the article. We only read uh, it for the political <laughs> articles, Bill. You know, he's he's a uh, that site. I know nothing about this guy other than what he has on his byline and and, and the rest of his site. Yep. But he, you know, he, you find. Smart people. This is the, this is about building community. You find yep. smart people everywhere. You find fellow travelers everywhere. Everywhere. Um, and, and by the way, Bill in Exile. The, the author of Bill in Exile is a guy named Scott, not yes, Bill. Yes. But but he gave uh, us a, a major shout out at his blog. Did. And did. and commanded his um, legions. His <laughs> legions. Let's his just say legion. Leave it at that. To come over and listen to us. Come over and listen to us, and we appreciate. We appreciate the props. So all yeah. of you, all of we've been talking about, you know, Christians, Christians and religious people versus atheists. Let's talk about the the gay pornographers versus yes. everybody else. Mm-hmm. 
and and so to, to we love people, we love atheists and we love gay porno- pornographers gay christian pornographers yes. out there shout this out is, to you too if you ever want to know what a big tent looks like <laughs> exactly it's this it's but this is what the left looks like this is what the left looks like you know it looks like america <laughs> god bless america shout out to uh to team america <laughs>